All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today we have, uh, can we call them friends? I feel like they're friends. Yeah, we've hung out with them. We've had a nice little dinner with them. Yes, Heidi and Mark D'Amelio. That's right. You may know the D'Amelios. They have their own show on Hulu. They have a lot of business ventures going on. And Heidi and Mark are the parents of Charlie and Dixie. Heidi was just on Dancing with the Stars. You know something yes. about that. Uh, we actually got to go see her and Charlie dance in person. The very, like, full circle moment was Charlie was paired with Mark Ballas. It was his first time coming back to Dancing with the Stars, and we got to know them kind of as family, which is really, really cool. Yeah, and um, it's been really interesting to see their family grow and expand into new things, and we're excited for them. So today we sit down and talk to them about what they have going on, how Heidi and Mark met, how their life has changed over the last couple of years, and uh, I think you'll find it to be a pretty interesting conversation. We certainly have a lot to learn. Um, I feel like, you know, to a lesser extent, we're in similar industries yeah um so we asked them a little bit about that as well but hope you enjoy this one with Heidi and Mark and if you want to find out more about them and what they're up to we'll link information down below without further ado we bring you Heidi and Mark D'Amelio Mark and Heidi D'Amelio what a treat this is I feel like last time well no the last time we yeah. saw you was at that dinner that we somehow stumbled into <laughs> yeah. I sat across from Mark we had a great conversation yeah. and when I left I was like that would be a real treat to have Mark and Heidi on the show. So thanks for joining. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're excited to be on. We are so excited to, to have you guys. Um, first off, the last time we had dinner with you was also like the first time we met you, yes. which was really cool because you were on Dancing with the Stars. 
And the common denominator there was Mark Ballas, who seems to get us in very random and weird situations all the time. I'm sure you guys have learned that as well. Um, But Heidi, you killed it on dancing. You killed it. Thank you. Well, I have to go back to that dinner because we're sitting there. Obviously, we've always watched the show. And, well, I knew you before the show, but I quickly understood why you were there because of Mark and whatever. And then at the same time, I was like, Okay, these guys are actually here at our dinner. I was totally fangirling, I have to say. I was like, what? Oh, oh we were gosh. fangirling. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, we were like, yeah, Dancing with the Stars was, as you know, intense and wild. And I had so much fun. It was hard, but it was great. I want to go on a tangent about dancing because I don't, like you said, it's hard. People, I don't think anybody gives dancing enough credit. That show is brutal. <laughs> Like trying to learn a whole different sport in less than a week and perform it on live national television and not fall on your face is like almost impossible. But you crushed it. And having the mom and daughter dynamic was so fun and endearing to watch as a viewer. I feel like you were like within our home, just part of our family. Thank you. I know it was so cool being able, well, first of all, just being asked to do the show. I was over the moon, but to be able to go through it with Charlie because number one, she's the best. I will say this always. She's the best hype girl. She, I would be struggling or crying or nervous or whatever. And she's, she's so calming and she would just be like, mom, you put the work in, you got this, you're doing it. Like, don't, (laughs) don't think about this or whatever it was. So that was so fun. And, um, yeah, just having her there. And then, like, the flip side, which kind of, like, brought me down to reality in all the best ways, is she and Mark would come, and they would knock on our door, and then they would, like, creep in around the door, and she would be like, Mommy, my toe is bleeding. Can you put a Band-Aid? No, like, sure. (laughs) Or I hit my head, or my rib popped out, and I was like, Okay, so it just like immediately would take me out of, oh, I'm a competitor on Dancing with the Stars to mom mode. (laughs) So, is is that a thing where ribs pop out? Yeah. What? It happens. Yes. Dang. It was pretty intense looking. It was like, I'm like, oh Oh my gosh. Wait, is that what happened when you got pregnant? Yeah. That's crazy. While you were pregnant? Uh, Well, yeah. My, our our son was ten pounds, and I'm four eleven, and my ribs had nowhere to go but out. So. Wow! Mark, yeah. did you shed any tears during Dance with the Stars? It sounds like Charlie and Heidi. It both was did. really tough for Dixie and I because we just <laughs> had a lot of alone time, and we Dixie <laughs> yeah. and I were just out. We were shopping. We were like, "Are we ever going to see you two again? Are we ever going to see yeah. Charlie and Heidi again?" We didn't. They didn't clue us in on the time commitment because it was like non-stop but we but it was cool because Ch- Heidi and Charlie ended up getting we always do things as all four of us so this was like one of the first times that they were doing something and Dixie and I were just would call each other what are you doing I'm like nothing what are you doing nothing so we hung yeah. out Dixie and I hung out a lot <laughs> well I'm excited to announce you heard it here first uh Heidi and Charlie were the first mother daughter duo on the show uh Mark and Andrew, we will be appearing on Dancing with the Stars, spandex and all. Okay. okay. Some future season. That would be, would you ever do it, Mark? We're talking 
about I, first of all they they haven't asked us and i don't know whether Same. they would but i'm dixie and i have just kind of talking before we say put our name in the in the hat we're like do we really want to do it because it is it it's a huge commitment but there is that aspect we just got back from connecticut for the the tour and it mm-hmm. is like this almost for this fraternity like once you're in it you're you're part of the club and i kind of want to i i want to be part of the club so <laughs> me and well, i've, I've not been sean's it. you know sean's been a vet of the show for a while now they've still not invited me to be a part of the club but they, I, i'm wishing the best for you mark well they're not I will gonna say that was me, my... they're not gonna invite me by myself but i think the the father daughter me and dixie could that be really cool. interesting that would so. be so cool i would watch yeah. yes. I, I was gonna say that's the best part of the show though is it becomes a family it's like blood, sweat, and tears, so you bond very quickly. And, I mean, Mark is still like my brother. So, How many hours a week are we talking? You said it's like a like full, intense thing. I mean, towards the end, it was like 10 hours a day every, you know. And then, well, like Saturday, Sunday, you have camera blocking. And then, this, uh, no, Sunday. And then Monday is, you know, all day because it's glam and then rehearsal and then dress and then the show. So, I mean, there wasn't a day that I wasn't out of the house for at least 10 hours. And, and they, so, like, 70 hours a week. Yeah. And they trick you wow. because the first week... Is, oh, remember, yeah. when we went to dinner that night, that was during yeah. the show, but it was, like, week one. So we're like, oh, yeah. this is going to be easy. And then by week four, it was... We couldn't even think about doing dinner again for, like, eight weeks because she was just exhausted and Charlie's was so banged up, so... Yeah. Wow. It was intense. Yeah. What was it? Was it just a, like the grind that brought you to tears or what is it? Cause I've heard a lot of people have that emotional experience. What was it for you? For me, um, the judges kept asking for me to show emotion and that was really hard to just let myself go. I feel like just the nature of social media, we're all kind of a little guarded on what we say and what, not that we want to say anything that's that out there. It's just, um, you know, you like, I'm an emotional mom. I cry. And or if Mark says something super sweet, like I'll tear up. And I got destroyed on the Internet for, like, crying. So I don't anymore. And they wanted to see this raw emotion from me. And I just was so I couldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't let myself do it. And that was getting in my way. And so... Uh, battling with that was emotional and just like, you know, one step and then you can't get it and you're working on it for hours. And I'm like, I'm frustrated. I feel like I'm my, you know, the partner, the pro has this choreography and now I can't get it. And like, I'm letting him down. And like, there was all these aspects to it. And, and I think when you're Mm. exhausted and, like physically emotionally you're just your brain just starts to melt a little bit so what we learned was we'll just come back to it the next day and either i get it or i don't and we move on and you know move on with it or without it but oh it was more of that and then just missing you know we have an office we have people that work for us we have a relationship a marriage and there's like all of it is like gone like i feel like you're just in the studio and so thank god i had charlie because i you know she was physically with me family 
And then I would get, you know, like Mark said, I would get home and I was exhausted. And I was like, oh, it was just, it was like messy and beautiful all at the same time. (laughs) It makes me not want to do the show. Like, well, no, like it sounds like a blast. It sounds like the wrong phase of life. If you have young kids, like Mm -hmm. I enjoy being around. Yeah. Doesn't sound like that's uh, two worlds that could mesh well. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I was lucky to do it when I was single and young and like didn't have any commitments there, but I think one of the most endearing parts of the storyline about you and Charlie on dancing that we are following as viewers was this whole story about your guys' career and how you guys are in the limelight and you guys, you know, Charlie's on social media and you guys share your family with the world and people know your guys' family, but you subject yourselves to, like we do, social media people who have opinions and call you out for crying and all of these things, whatever it is. But then you go on a reality TV show like dancing and you're subjecting yourself to the judges and more opinions. And I thought one of the things that just like cut straight to through it all to the heart was when Charlie was talking about how this, the show kind of realized her potential and her confidence and everything and doing it again. But it it made me question like, have the question for you guys because you share so much with the world in such a beautiful way how do you guard and protect your marriage and your family and have those moments where you don't have to feel like you have a brick wall up where you can't cry and you can't like how do you protect those aspects of your life i I think we've i think what we we decided to do it as a family and that was just because Charlie was 15 and I wasn't, we weren't the family that was just going to ship our kid off to, to California by herself. And I think the fact that we are all to different degrees in the limelight and are all dealing with the same, the same pressure, we, we, we bounce it off each other and we, and we definitely, spend the majority of our time out of the limelight like i mean we're we're 90 mm-hmm. like most people we're probably 95 percent eight percent home so and then we have each other to, to talk about it and then we've always we talk about it all the time we always have these check-ins with each other especially heidi and i are kind of along for the ride and enjoying it but i we definitely check in with the girls and make sure this is something that they still feel comfortable with that they want to do. And I think that the fact that they're making the decision that this is what they want to do, they take the the bad with the good and we all kind of help each other get through it. Yeah. And I think um, as far as like when we're all together, it just seems like it always has, like there's not all this other stuff. Um, and so it feels very normal in a lot of ways And as far as being guarded, it's like, I think what we guard is, you know, if we say something like joking around or whatever, and it could be nothing, it could mean a whole backlash of dumb comments for the girls. So that's kind of what we guard is like, you know, some almost just our humor is because like the internet doesn't get humor sometimes. So you have to be careful. And so that's probably the biggest thing I feel like we hold back on is us just being ourselves as like, cause we all like joke around with each other and all of that. And if I joke around with the girls 
I like I hate my kids or whatever. And I'm like, no, that's just you should hear what they say to me. Like the jokes are flying. And so that's probably something. Everything else is very much just us. Like, I feel like we're pretty like not guarded with our family. Like we're just kind of are who we are. Let's that's what kind of how we got here. So we're not like trying to hide that. Are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week? I know I am. Then you need to check out Posh Peanut. I love this brand. Their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo. So they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton. They have different designs you can pick from like Barbie, Flowers, Disney, and Hot Wheels. So we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses. Oh, yes. She loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids' clothes. I also love that their clothes are chemical-free, which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin, which is something we've been paying attention to for Bear. Posh Peanut is made for infants and kids, but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match. Let's be honest. Every family has done a matching moment. And if you're not a parent, consider this a perfect gift idea. For real, you guys. We love this brand, and they're loved by over a million parents. Check them out. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EASTFAM. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASTFAM and use promo code EASTFAM for 20% off your first order. I'm curious um, because, Mark, I feel like you and I are similar in the sense of like, well, I know you had a fantastic track run in business before what you're doing now. I'd love to talk about Demilio Brands and all the things you guys are doing there. But sometimes I struggle since we're both kind of in this world of like our family is also the business, which is, I think, one of the biggest blessings, but also requires the most thought and responsibility. How do you mesh applying your ambition and entrepreneurship to the family realm because sometimes it feels thank goodness I have Sean because she keeps me in check she's like no we're not doing that we're protecting our family and even though this is the right call for your ambition it's not for the family tell me about that for you it, it's a tough balance I think because I started in the apparel business and I've worked with with a lot of really good brands and I had my own brand I think we I, a lot of the same principles apply when you protect your brand kind of equated to protecting your family. Like you do, we, those decisions seem to kind of go hand in hand and it's, and we all have the conversation on it, but I think there, we've done a, we've done a good job, but ultimately aside from all of the goals we put in place, the, the, it's almost like the oath that doctors take do no harm. Like that's, we want this, thing to do no harm to our family and if there's anything that we think could kind of go in the wrong direction we we we're lucky enough and we're in a position where we don't have to take a brand deal that might not be great for us we don't have to partner with people that we don't enjoy being with so and and we definitely we didn't even realize this but the girls say it all the time we've given them a voice from when they were very very young and Charlie is the best debater. She will tell a, like she will debate you and she can turn my opinion around like that. But we've, we've definitely given them the opportunity where it's not always been, we're the parents. It's not yeah. our way or the highway. They definitely have a voice. And through this whole process, I think 
they feel that although they trust us, and Charlie and Dixie has both said, which as a dad makes me so happy that they we know that they believe in us and trust our direction. I feel the same way about them. And if they're like, Dad, I'm not into it. I'm like, okay, cool. That, that makes sense. So it's a tough balance, actually. I feel like this is a business question and a family question. Your family is a business. And each individual one of you is a business. Like you have your own brand identities as individuals as well. Does that ever like conflict against each other? Where someone's like Dixie or Charlie has this opportunity where it's like, oh, we actually have to weigh that against our family. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Does like individual identities ever differ from the family? It's almost like a parent question too. Yeah. How do you? I I mean, there are times that, no, I I don't think so. I think the fact that we never set out with this vision of, you know, dominating the social media. Like, so we constantly do things that would go, go against what people would be like, well, that doesn't seem like it's the right thing for the family. Um, But sometimes those things make it that maybe I give an example. Like if we don't spend all day promoting ourselves and promoting things that could benefit us long term and the fact that we don't do that i think builds credibility for us and there's been it's almost like in that if you ever watch miracle on 34th street when when santa starts sending uh people to other department stores like i think people trust us because we're not all about the business all the time and if someone has a a great product and we're not always looking for a check and we're not always like, hey, we're only going to promote this if you do this. Because I think and I think that helps us that we just are like, whatever, if 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 we like something, we'll talk about it. And I think that gives us credibility, which makes the business run better. And I will say, you know, we'll say little things like, you know, you guys are partners in social tourists. You might want to, you know, wear social tourists more often <laughs> or things like that. But we'll never say don't wear that because of this. Like we don't we don't get yeah. we don't get we don't do go that way, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. But and also to add to that, the girls have such this sort of I don't know if it's their generation or just this innate way of like just being themselves and just they like what they like and and it's so in line with who they are and kind of like how our family just is and works like things that Dixie likes are sometimes different than Charlie, but it's not so out of character of any of us. Like, Oh, like, Oh, that's cool. I want to try that or I want to see it or whatever it is. So I don't know. I guess that comes from being, (laughs) being together so much, but, um, I'm always interested when they're into something new and different. Oh, oh, I haven't seen that before. Charlie sent me this uh, artist on on TikTok, and she was like, "You got to check out her stuff." And I, oh, I went on a deep dive. I watched her stuff for, I watched her paint for hours, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I think I found a new artist." Like I would have never, and her stuff is different. Maybe not something I would have gravitated towards, but I was like glad that she introduced me to her. So. So the culture is very much about uh, 
empowering individuality and like creating an environment of open discussion, like a forum for debate or pushback. It's not like, yeah, yeah that's cool. Our, okay. Our, oh, by the way, we're asking because we need oh. wisdom. Yeah, we need to learn. And I feel like you guys are, you know, 15 years ahead of us. And so thank you for sharing. And, and our, Speaking of. Sorry. Go. Oh, no, no. I feel like the million dollar question everyone is asking these days. And I feel like you guys might have the actual answer. Um, how do you parent in a world where your children are inevitably going to be on social media? Like there's no more day and age where it's like, oh, you don't get a cell phone until you're 17 or 16. There is a day and age for that. There is, but yeah. I don't think it's very realistic. Okay. <laughs> I think kids have access in every place to a computer, to a phone, to a tablet, to social media. And how do you teach such mature <laughs> concepts of like we, so many things at such a young age? I think I was in a brought up by mom and my mom in a single in a single parent household, and I had the ultimate freedom. And with that, I never abused it. I just think it's inevitable. You see those kids when they get to college whose parents were helicopter parents and then they go and go off the deep end I think I think we've instilled Heidi did an incredible job instilling values and helping build the girl's character and we balanced out being involved in social media but not but giving them a level of trust and just saying hey you know whatever you put out there is going to be out there forever and and those those basic things and but let them gave them the freedom and we had to trust in them. And I think there's a lot to be said for being in the know, not being too involved in the day-to-day -day stuff and, and having trust, but helping them along the way build their, their character so they don't screw up and let them know that when they do screw up, you're going to be there for them. And, and that's what I think we've, we've done. And I, I really, I'm not just saying that because we're on your show, that's really all, all Heidi. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, but I have to say, um, I was raised with my two parents in the home. I have three older sisters. And so although our growing up years were looked different, I think we always balanced each other out very well. And where I was more of like, you know, structure, he was a little more like, oh, they don't have to do their homework right when they walk in the door. Let them do it later. And so I would be like, Ugh. so he would push me in those ways. And I would I would give because I knew I didn't want it all one way or another. And he gave, too. But what I was going to say was it started and this goes to you. It started long before they got phones of uh establishing trust on both sides like them to us and us to them and and it started with just life and letting them make mistakes and letting them learn and and seeing that we could talk through it and they're not like punished for a month or whatever so i think mark was was really good in kind of establishing that whereas maybe that wouldn't have been my way and and so by the time phones came around it was not now this it was new and different but it was this same sort of tone of 
you know, we trust you. Don't do anything stupid. And then also just the nature of his background in the in the clothing business and branding. He, you know, when I, I, I was a kid or when we were kids, we, your parents would talk about your reputation, you know, protect your reputation. And him being a brands guy from when they were young would be like, is that what you want for your brand? You're a brand. And so they, you know, when they would want to do something or is that something that aligns with your brand? Does that make sense for you? You know, and then and then the conversations, of course, with social media, everything you put out there is going to identify you as a brand. So be careful what you put out there. It's out there forever, whatever. Whatever you DM somebody, it's gonna show up somewhere. So we were having those conversations long before any of this stuff happened with our family. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationship. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. That's really good insight. I'm curious, on the... Subject of treating yourself or the family as a brand, what would you say the family um, mission is from your guys' perspective? If you're going to capture it in one or two sentences, it's like at the end of the day, if people know this about us, then that's a win. Or if people have this transformation after watching our content, then that's what we're after. Like, is there a that might be too heady, so we could revisit it if you need time to think. But I, I think kind of what we said, right? We we know that this is an incredible journey that we're on, and we, as we go through this day by day, we just want to protect the family, and we want, and it's not all about a money grab or or how much, you know, how much money we can pile up. It's all about staying authentic and keeping our family intact throughout this process, and that's the most important thing and we and we definitely want to be thoughtful on what we're putting out there we don't just want to create products for the sake of creating products or sell things for the sake of selling things we want to be thoughtful and do things that we think are interesting fun and that we enjoy so i think if i have to sum it up in one word and i think if you see uh of the four of us dixie content i think one good word would be real dixie is so real sometimes i'm like hmm you really just put that out there okay it's just normal stuff that everybody deals with but she just has no problem putting it out there like she's and she also has a great sense of humor so it's funny but i think when the one thing i've heard other like people that we know and then people ask them because they know us like what are they like they're like they're real. They're just like you see them. There's this, none of it is a whole act or anything. So I love that because, I mean, I don't know. I like us as we are. <laughs> I will say that was 
one of the coolest and most refreshing things about you guys and why we fell in love with you all was meeting the girls. They are the sweetest, <laughs> kindest, like good souled individuals that I just, w I was shook by it Aww. because you hear these names and it's like, oh, I, of course I have heard of Charlie D'Amelio. And to meet her and see her like with Mark and see her with you guys and interacting at dinner, she was just a kid. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's, you guys, I, like all of you, it, you blew us away. Hey. I know people are kind of surprised to know that the girls are, um, you know, in, in meetings with CEOs, they can hold their own like anybody else in the room twice their age. But when it's the four of us, you know, Dixie will still ask me to tie her shoe. She's like, Mommy, can you tie my shoe? I'm like, sure. <laughs> like, they're still very young and, you know, funny and, like, very normal, I guess. Yeah. So when it comes to you guys, how, like, how do you protect your marriage in front of the entire world? How how long have you guys been married? Twenty two years. I thought that was my biggest takeaway after dinner was uh, you two were very much like in love. It was pretty adorable to see, actually. Uh, at least, yeah. If if not, you had me fooled at the very least. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting. Over, the, I mean, how things have changed over twenty two years. Yeah. Do you feel like your relationship to each other, despite all the exterior movements, has changed much? I think we started off with a great foundation. I think we 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 were there's a lot of couples out there that get married and they're kind of start off we I mean we were I don't want to speak for Heidi but like I was madly in love and knew she was the right person and I think throughout the time that you got to work on that so it doesn't it doesn't change. There are people that start off the same way but uh, and I, I think communication and, and respect and appreciation and, and, and really understanding that a partnership, a marriage, a business partnership, a friendship all takes work. And we've learned that and over, over the years that as much as people say, man, you guys have the, such a great relationship, relationships take, take work. And, and I think, we, I think the fact that we're both committed to being in a healthy, fun, really cool marriage, and that's the most important thing. Because once you get that, then you can say, all right, maybe, maybe this isn't working out the way we thought. How do we get it to be better? And, and we're all on the same – she and I are on seem to be on the same page, and we, we talk about it. But um, – and I think, I think if anything – Hollywood and this whole experience has made all four of us probably closer because we trust each other and lean on each other more where we are a little bit even more dependent on each other than we used to be. Yeah. And, you know, yes to everything you said and to add to that, um, we really, really like each other and, um, like I like hanging out with him. I enjoy that. And that and then the other thing I think would be just the marriage is work and you have to devote time to it. And there's been times where it's been 
you know, one is busier than the other and it takes, you know, the, the time still needs to be put in whenever, maybe you're not busy at the time, so you put the time in and maybe when the other one's busy, you got to put the time in and try to help balance it. But always being thoughtful of the marriage, I think, because it's easy to get, you know, the kids and work and you're running around and sometimes that's the last thing on your mind. And, you know, I th we've, pro we've had our, obviously, ups and downs over the years, but I think at the end of the day, we do have the common goal of we want to make it the best that it can be. And, you know, tending to it, like really tending to it is so important. And sometimes mm. it's the last thing on the list. So got to remember that. And Heidi was great with when when the kids were as they were born and came up we I, I think a mistake a lot of parents make is the kids become the focal point of everything and and Heidi was great at balancing out we love our kids more than we could ever imagine but to give them the best life they can have a great marriage between us is important which means we have to sometimes put our marriage maybe not first, but at least on an equal level. And, and, you know, we would never let Dixie or Charlie, like if we were all planning on going out to dinner, we would bring them out with us and they, we wouldn't, I don't want to even use the word tolerate, but it wouldn't be where Dixie or Charlie would say, I want to go home. And we'd say, you know, Heidi was great on, if you're tired, what, what did you <laughs> used to say? If you're sleepy, put your head down and sleep. Like <laughs> when we're done with dinner, we'll leave. So, and they, they, they can literally sleep anywhere. Dixie could sleep on a picket fence back then. She would just, but they'd rather be with us than not be with us. So that's part of it. Like, you know, Charlie loved to sleep in her stroller. She was six still wanting to sleep in her stroller. So it's just like, we brought them into our world. Like, and I, and I think, um, even now with all this that happened with our family, it could have been very easy for them to take the role of like oh well we have the followers and we're making money and we're this like we're still their parents like at the after all is said and done like we're the parents and um we're not gonna you know just like they don't pay for our things like mark still has a full <laughs> business of his own outside of all of this and um, we never needed their money or anything like that. So it never got like tilted yeah. in the, in the roles. And I think they appreciate that because I think they still wanted parents that knew there were rocks, but also that we can all lean on each other. So that's been a good thing that you try, you don't know until you're going through that and you're like, Whoa, this can easily get off kilter. Yeah. It's actually a new insight. We've, we've done 150 episodes of this and, no one brought up the point that you said, Heidi, where like naturally some someone in the relationship will probably be busier at a point. And so it's like if that's not you, then it's kind of your responsibility to be the one investing in the relationship. I had a cousin who said it made me think um, he said he's, he started like five businesses, but he said investing in my marriage has had by far the greatest ROI of anything that I've ever done, which Sean doesn't like how businessy that sounds, but it is really very like, you. It, <laughs> no, he's like, it, I need to make sure I have a really good return on investment here. Yeah. Okay? No, 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 I'm no, like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, thank you. But it's like 
that is the most important thing about life. So I should be investing the most time, strategy, thought, money, everything into that because that's it's just the most important. And, so and I think that what one of the mistakes I made was the fact that I was the the making the money initially that I always looked at it like, oh, but I'm out here making the money for all of us. So cut me, cut me some slack. And I think that's a mistake. Men or women who are the, who are the main breadwinner sometimes make that mistake because even though you feel like you're doing it for everyone, you still have to go above and beyond that because that, because I realize that that's that doesn't get you, as you say, the ROI, um, even though you're out there to just say, well, what do you, I'm doing all this for us that you still got to do. You, you still have to need that emotional connection and you still mm. have to be there for your significant other, whoever's, if the woman's making the money or the man's making the money, whatever, it doesn't matter. And I think I've learned yeah. that over time that although I'm doing things for our family, I still have to do the other things too. Hey, listen, it took us a long time to learn all this stuff. So <laughs> It's not like we knew it all at the beginning, but the, at the beginning, like Mark said, we had a good foundation. So as we got older and the dynamics change and you have teenagers and now we're empty nesters, like we're still learning and we're, and it's, and it's fun to learn and like get good at it. Like, oh yeah, we still got this, you know? Mm. How did the empty nesting transition go for you guys? It's still not that empty. There are those... Th the birds are flying back to the nest every day. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all, we see each other a lot. We spend a lot of time together. And it's about to amp up because we're going to be shooting our Hulu show starting next week. Yeah. So uh, we're together a lot. They live about a three quarters of a mile from us. And That's awesome. um, it's cute. Like they are. We're still very much connected. It's not like they went off to college, you know, we work yeah. together, we live near each other. The dogs are back and forth between the two houses. So it doesn't feel as empty nester as maybe it could. We've never been on a vacation without them. This, this uh, New Year's Eve was the first time we've been on vacation without now we've been on weekend trips and she came out on a couple of business trips with me but this was the first time so like a full week without the kids and they were um they were offended they were like <laughs> you're not inviting us and we're like okay do you want to come they're like no i'm like okay <laughs> like whatever where'd you guys go cabo yeah Nice. We're new to Cabo. That's a West Coast thing. We're yeah. more would go to the Caribbean, go to oh, the Bahamas. Sweet. So everyone's That's like, sweet. just go to Cabo. It really just does feel like a transplanted LA in a lot yeah. of ways. I feel like <laughs> yeah. But. Everyone knows that finding the perfect T-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant, and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape 
after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. Um, okay, so wait. So season two of your show just released in September. You're start about to start filming season three. How have you enjoyed doing the show? Has it been a lot of fun or is it? Yeah. It's different yeah. than what we thought. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I thought they were going to – I say this. I thought – like you're gonna wake up and all of a sudden a dude is gonna be with a camera in your face and be like <laughs> But it was they they look at our calendar and, and it is all real. I mean it's all stuff that's happening. Like if we were filming now, they might have filmed us doing this. Um yeah. so they look at our calendar and say, Hey, we wanna follow this, we think this is interesting and um Interesting. And we also I like the fact now first season what really focused on the girls a lot and showed. And then this past season, I think our personality as parents came over a little bit better. And Heidi and I made a commitment for season three. We're just going to be all up in the cameras as much as possible, letting people know, you know, who we are. are. Like, honestly, the, um, the bloopers role reel was the best. Like that's just us goofing around. And then we always say what happens is, especially when it's the four of us filming together, the second, the thing about, and I'm sure you guys know whether it's YouTube or these shows, you can't play music. So it's like the best thing is when the cameras break down and we always have microphones and we crank the music and the, the three of them are on the mics. I'm always the, designated backup dancer which i'm happy to be and uh and that's when it gets like us like that's the part it's hard to show because the whole music thing but that's that's super fun for us is a podcast coming back yes yes it is let's go we kind of wanted to figure out a better format because it was it it basically was us telling Dixie and Charlie's fans what they did all weekend and it was like <laughs> it just wasn't a good wasn't a good format but we do think we have some perspective as parents with older kids and things like that that's some of the things that and just the things like we're we've been obviously been, how long have you guys been married uh, almost seven years yeah, so you're you're getting up there but we have we've known each other for 25 and we've been married 22 so we think there is some value in what we have to say but like everything if we don't have something that's going to add, add value, then we'll just continue to talk by ourselves with no mics. <laughs> we'll be the first comeback listeners to that, for Yay! sure. And then you'll we'll come take on our podcast. Yes. Yeah. Heidi, yes. I, I have a question. I'm hoping to get an honest answer okay. on. <laughs> okay. So I, I was watching an interview with you, too. I think it was with Dish. You were cutting onions, and Mark made a offhanded comment. He said he's a minimalist. Is that true? Yeah. Is Mark a minimalist? No, he had a paper-free office in like 1998. <laughs> so he that. is. Think about that. That was a long time ago. He likes very little everywhere. Like his everything about him. And I, I know this is I say with three girls. Thing. I'm. I like. Like I, if I get, let's say if I get a bouquet of flowers, that vase, 
I'm going to use it again. It might not be for 10 years, but I'm going to keep it because I will use it again. And that stuff I drives feel me that. nuts. That's Andrew. That's me. <laughs> I, sure. I'm, a, I'm a realist. Like, Heidi's got a Valentine's Day card from 20 years ago. And I'm like, when are you ever because going to? Because when you die, it I'm means that much. That. Yeah. See? No, I throw it it's away. It's adorable. That, that's like, you know, an expression of love exactly. that she cares that much to keep it. Wait, do I use Bro, the Sean... vase? Do I use the vase? Tell them the truth. Yes. I use the vase. <laughs> Sean goes on these. I like, purge. Yeah, uh, she'll just core. go on these tirades where she throws everything away. Everything. I'm like, Sean. I just got that yesterday. You can't just no, toss it in a trash can. You reckless. Andrew keeps boxes of no, things that Sean. we buy Come on. over the course of like the 10 years we've been together. So he'll nah, keep like technology boxes. He's like, one day I might sell it. If you have to bring it back to the store, you're going to need that box. I'm Thank with you, Andrew. Heidi. Sometimes Thank I'll you. open one of Heidi's drawers and I'll just close it quickly because I'm yes. like, Dude. I use everything in those drawers. Okay, yeah. I'm re. I tell him I'm a good organizer. I just keep a lot, so I do. But I do keep it organized. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Not the last question. I have more questions, <laughs> but you can ask your question. <clears throat> Fine. Almost last question. Um, one of my favorite things to ask couples is, you can choose who goes first. But what is your favorite quality about each other? There's. <laughs> I. I think that there's so many great qualities, but Heidi is genuinely a very nice person. Like she's a good, and I know that seems so broad, but she really is a good person. And you know what? So many people come up to me going, oh my God, I met your wife and she was so sweet. And I'm like, that's not just, hey, first time I met you sweet. Like that's really her quality. Like she's now... She also has don't a, cross me aside. Don't cross her, <laughs> but she is genuinely like the nicest person I've ever met. Oh, thanks. This is hard because they have a lot. But from the first moment I met Mark, I was like, I've never met anyone like him. He, I don't know what you call it, the quality, but he is so giving, but. Uh, like would literally help anybody give the shirt off his back, run across the street if he sees someone that fell, but also just giving of himself. Like he's everybody's cheerleader. He is, will give, you know, if like, even if someone's like had an idea and they're like, oh, I'd always wanted to start this business. This is long before social media. And he would take the time to make a logo and be like, this is what it could be for you. Like he would see this in people before they could see it in himself. And he was just always so inspiring that way. And just always giving, just giving of his energy and his time and and just physically like helping. He, I don't know what it is. Every time he's around, somebody falls. I, and it's, it's not that he's pushing them. It's just they happen to fall and he like picks them up and makes sure they're okay and calls an ambulance or whatever they need. Like all of this has happened. And he's just always like really good like that. Always very giving. Wow. Thank you. I think those are high compliments. I am, if we could take a couple minutes and talk about D'Amelio brands, I'm, I'm super curious the mechanics of that why you did it is it 
buying into the future earnings of the D'Amelios? Is it like the venture arm of the... Explain it to me. Yeah, well, it started off with me realizing that the girls have a great perspective and a great point of view. And we didn't reinvent the wheel. There's other... There's other people of influence, celebrities that have that have started their own businesses. So, you know, we look at Jessica Alba, Reese Witherspoon, the Kardashians. We're not the first to do this. But we were early on coming up with a I don't know if we were the first, but we came up with the concept and we and we did reach out to investors and say, what if you could buy into what's we're planning on doing down the road and and what if you could buy it now to a future footwear company to a future skincare company and what would the value be and we basically just put a a valuation and we ended up selling uh raising selling six percent of it and it's that money's going into incubating and starting at least three maybe four or five brands and and we started off with our merch and then we launched, we're in the process of launching uh, D'Amelio Footwear, which is a, a well-priced, moderately priced footwear brand to compete with a lot of the brands that you'd know out there. And we hired a, a one of the top designers from Jessica Simpson Footwear, and we hired a production head of the uh, Commuto Group. Um, so we're, we're in the footwear business, and we will be launching uh, direct-to-consumer with a potential retail partner in June of this year. And uh, we're really excited. This stuff. I mean, we started within a couple of months. We we already have. We're in production. We have the boxes, everything ready to roll. So it's pretty cool. And we're looking at a couple other things. So basically, it started with the with the concept of we want to create things that the girls and we own 100 percent. Um, more from the creative aspect and to make sure we have control. If it's going to have our name on it, make sure that we have control over it. Wow. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm excited check out the footwear me too for sure it's really Um, good man it's like i was our investors are kind of like wow we just kind of invested in this because we really didn't think you guys were going to launch it this quickly and it's it's really cool i already have like outfits planned in my head to go with these shoes they're so good oh it's exciting yeah do you mind how, how many people work for you across the many projects you have going directly for us this is without like agents managers and things like that well, i think we're up to about 26 that's that's amazing wow we Wild. i recently did before christmas uh some youtube videos and i had some of the pros the girls do uh videos with me and i was like you know i would just like hey would you want to would you no pressure but i'd love to do a youtube video if you want to do it and then they would uh i'm like oh we're going to be decorating christmas tree or making a gingerbread house whatever and they were like yeah cool sure they were sweet and they walked in they're like this is a full-on production like there's a green room with snacks and like a lot of people here they couldn't believe that it was that and 
Mark did a great job with the office, like literally building desks and getting everything up and running because it all happened fast and the desks were full of people all of a sudden. So it's been wow. super exciting and cool to have a place to work outside of our house, but it still kind of feels like home. That's great. Well, Mark, Heidi, in the interest of time, we'll, we'll cut it there. I do look forward to future dinners. Next one's on us. Yes. And hopefully few future conversations when uh, the podcast comes back. But thank you for the time. It's always a pleasure. And uh, we look forward to the next one. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks we appreciate for having it, us. Great to see you again. And hopefully we'll see Great you Great to see soon. you guys. Yep. Yes. Bye, all. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you. All right. Real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.